Hello, 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 everybody. Thank you guys for being here. I see, I see Amy. Hey, Amy, it's nice seeing you today in today's meeting. All right, we see Rodney. Hello, Father, I see you, I see you. Tiara, I see you as well. Thank you guys for showing, showing. We're happy to be here today. Um, for those of you guys who don't know me, uh, which I'm pretty sure some of us in here already do, uh, my name is Carl, um, and I'm the founder of Craft the Future, and this is Nicole. Um, Nicole, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself so I can get our logo back up on the screen. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Nicole. Um, I'm the co-founder of Craft the Future, and I'm excited about today. Honestly, so we have a lot prepared for you guys today. Um, we're just going to get into it. We have a quick little spill that we want to share with you guys to kind of set the tone. And then uh, really after that, we have some content that we just want to get into you, some like stories that has been going on in the world that we just want to kind of share with you. Um, in this space, it's very much a very creative and Web3 and AI and very much techie vibe. But this is an opportunity to be learning and kind of figuring out what's out there so you can best be able to use these technologies for yourself. So as we're going out today, do not be afraid to ask questions in the chat today. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts, your reactions from the different articles and posts that we go by because some of them are crazy. Some of them are shocking, but some of them is just like, how do we, how do we navigate this new world of tech and how do we provide that opportunity for other people? So with that being said, Nicole, thank you for joining me today. I'm happy to be here. You know, we really want to talk about Web3 and how it can drive like real positive change, especially in the minority community. Yeah, it's a really important topic. And, you know, here at Craft the Future, we're all about empowering creators and building stronger communities. Yeah, so when we're talking about Web3, when we're talking about Web3, why is it so important? Well, Web3 is a third generation of the internet, and it's all about decentralization. So instead of having big tech companies in control, the Web3 technologies allow for more distributed and decentralized work. Exactly. And one of the key technologies that make this possible is blockchain. It's a digital ledger that allows for secure, transparent transactions without the need for a central authority. That's right. And another important technology in Web3 is smart contracts, which are self-executing contracts that um, that are written into code. So they can be used for a wide range of processes like supply chain management and social impact initiatives. You know, personally, every time we talk about supply chain management, I kind of get triggered and I think about DoorDash and I just wish that we even had the blockchain there. I think that would have very much helped us even just keep up with the shipments that was coming at 
numerous different times of the nights. That's funny um, you think of DoorDash because I think about Amazon. Yeah, those, those <laughs> warehouse jobs. But, you know, I'm pretty sure Amazon already is doing some uh, blockchain research themselves, especially on their software side. Um, but by using the blockchain and smart contracts, companies can improve their transparency and efficiency in their supply chains. Yes, and speaking of supply chain, um, you can use the blockchain to track movement of goods, materials, uh, verify authenticity and quality, and streamline logistics. Uh, this can be led to cost savings and reduce errors and improve satisfaction. You know, one of the big benefits, and that's really, a, really a big benefit of Web3, but of course, there's also challenges to this barrier of implementing it in supply and chain management. I personally think one of those challenges is there's just mass adoption in itself. Yeah, and it's still new, so it's still like evolving. So there's a lot of unknowns and uncertainties, and it's difficult to get the buy-in from stakeholders, especially if they're skeptical about the value of these new technologies. Um, that's true, but we do believe that the potential of Web3 far outweighs the challenges, and we're committed to helping our clients, our community, navigate these challenges and take advantage of the opportunities that it does offer. Absolutely. And Web3 technologies can also be used to drive positive change, social impact initiatives, such as education, healthcare, and environmental sustainability. One second, guys. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. We're having a lot of technical difficulties. I was having a hard time hearing um, Nicola now there. And give me one second. Hello. All right. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, that's much better. I'm sorry, I just was struggling, <laughs> and I didn't want to miss out. Oh. I didn't want to miss miss you miss anything. <laughs> All right, okay. So that's true, but we do believe the potential. Yes, we are starting back where we kind of left off, but we do believe the potentials do outweigh the advantages, and we're committed to helping our clients navigate these challenges and take advantage of those opportunities. Yes, and. In healthcare, Web3 technologies can be used to improve patient privacy, data security, as well as streamline processes like insurance claims and drug supply chains. Uh, insurance claim. Can you imagine how fast health insurance would be just so much faster at, at that point? But blockchain is being used to prove access to education as well, which is one of my favorite topics, by making it easier for students to prove their credentials and for institutions to verify them. That's right, oh. and we believe that DAOs. Go ahead. Uh, we I'm believe sorry. DAOs have the potential to empower minority communities by giving them more control over their own resources and decision, which is my favorite part of DAOs. You know, absolutely. If you're really interested in learning more about Web3 with us, you know, it can be used to drive positive change. There are a ton of great resources and communities out there. We'd be happy to share. Some of the communities that I like to talk about and share, at least in the Milwaukee community, is NFT MKE. Um, we have a founder that's uh, that's been around the Milwaukee area for, for a moment in the past year um, for WAG Media DAO. And then we also are aware of different DAOs that do, do exist on like the bigger scale, such as Friends with Benefits, um, and so much more. Yeah, definitely. So if you're interested in getting involved with Craft the Future to bring technology to local communities, there are a few different ways you can help. One way is by becoming a member of our DAO, member and contribute to the direction of the organization. Another way is by volunteering your time and skills. We are always looking for volunteers to help with things like community outreach, event event planning, and marketing. And if you're a creator, thinker, or storyteller, we love to have you on board as a member of our community. We offer a platform for sharing knowledge, branding story, and we're always looking for a new voice station. And if you're a business organization that's interested in getting the Web3 technologies, we can help you get started with adoption and implementation. Absolutely. 
So if you're interested in any of these opportunities or if you just want to learn more about Web3, how community, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Hey, Carl, I'm really excited about this segment that we're about to uh, get into about the different forms. You know, me too as well. And I think I'm really excited to probably like kind of like get, relax a little bit. We are done with our commercials. We're done with our big spiel now. Now we can kind of just kind of relax into what we wanted to really come here and show you. We have articles, content that, like I said, that we wanted to really bring to you that we found online, but that's kind of shocked us in the coming of months or in the past, even just the past couple of weeks. And you may have heard it, you may have not, but we really just, these are things that just personally sparked our interest in that time. So one of the topics that we're going to go ahead and just get into is politics. And I know that's crazy and nobody really wants to talk about politics, but the first one I think really in terms of adoption, the first one I'm going to ease this in to, and let's go ahead and share our screen. Let's bring the screen on up here for everyone to see. All right. So we're going to talk about the U.S. election and what that means and what's going on. So on Cointelegraph, and we'll make sure to include these links in. If you want to follow along with us, actually, we'll go ahead. Actually, you can't. Oh, wait. Let's see. I'm actually, I'm going to include it as a comment on this post. Mm, no, I think that's messy. Okay. We're going to include it in the recap when we do a LinkedIn, uh, when I do our LinkedIn recap for this actual segment. So you guys can have access to those articles to be sure to read and look at yourself. Um, but no, on Cointelegraph, the U.S. election agency approves the use of NFTs as a campaign fundraising incentive. Now, I thought this was insane just from re reading it alone. So, Nicole, like immediately that headline, like what's your thoughts? What do you get from this? I mean, it's like, it. there's like, okay, it's like finally they're, they're starting to see Web3 and the benefits of Web3. And I just hope people are able to adapt and accept. And I definitely think it, it definitely like more people can accept it more. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I think I think we both might be having some lagging issues on our part, but it's okay. We're gonna rock with the, rock with the punches. Um, I, but I was gonna to echo what you were saying. I definitely think that um, you know, overall, there's gonna be some caveats, and you know, one of the questions I always still is trying to solve, even for us, is you know, how are NFTs taxed? And like, there's so much information out there, but like. Let's be real. Some of us are not like was never tax people to begin with. So when it comes to even looking at NFT taxes and how you report that, that can be sometimes frustrating just for like the average person. So in this article, um, just a rough read into it, it says, according to the FEC, data valid, um, the data vault will receive reasonable compensation for each NFT issued to contributors, as well as track all tokens issued for its own records. The United States Federal Election Community, FEC, has issued an advisory opinion stating data fault holdings may, may use non-fungible tokens for fundraising efforts. In a December 15th notice, the FEC said it was permissible for data vault holdings to send non-fungible tokens or NFTs to political campaign contributors without violating rules on corporate contributions. According to the election agency, Data Vault will receive reasonable compensation for each NFT issued to contributors, as well as the, as well as track all tokens issued for its own records. So I'm gonna stop there. That's a lot. I think that's, you know. So I have an article pulled up already to kind of like counter this, but I do have a, like a devil's advocate question for this. Corporations already fund. Poli like political campaigns that's a fact that's a known fact we can agree to that what what does the thoughts become when we do allow nfts and i love nfts we can talk about that other day we know that but doesn't it make you think just a little bit like what are those concerns Yeah, like, for me, like, a CPA is, like, 
like how do you find somebody who is well versed in crypto you know i feel like that's currently our struggle now to this date so i definitely get i definitely get that you know overall i think when it comes to just even political campaigns and the people that are a part of that and running those shows it starts to come to a level of responsibility and what are how people are making an account like obviously it's important for everyone to keep up with the records um so that provide that but it kind of makes me think like are we going are we starting to decentralize campaigns so we are able to actually track those funds to verify that people are being more legit or are we using these as excuses to do more like dirty money or nasty things with with that so that kind of moves us on to our next um post that i wanted to showcase with us because i want to get through these um let's go over here and move over the next one we're going to present for you guys is we're going to go around because too much politics can like be heavy but we're going to go ahead and we're going to bring up um, how Web3 boosted diversity and inclusion in 2022. All right, Nicole. Can you walk us through this one, please? So I found this. Huh? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, um, I found this article on Artisan 3 News Outlet. And... In this article, it basically talks about like how Web3 has um, boosted diversity and inclusion last year and how the internet is, you know, social media is not really a representation of marginalized individuals. So they're saying like Web3 helped bring that representation to the forefront. And so they um, talked about a few DAOs, like Unicorn DAO um, is founded by member of feminist protest and group um, Pussy Riot, Nadia Tala, I don't know how to look It's okay. Um, alongside Web3. Huh? Oh, I was just saying it's it's okay. You You did a good job trying to say that name. Um, so it launched in March of 2022 and as a decentralizing organization that invests in minority and marginalized artists, guided by a mission that includes sub-crypto bro culture, create non-cringe NFT cultural moments, and give birth to a queer utopia in the metaverse. And Unicorn Dow solely invests in female, non-binary, and LGBTQ plus artists in Web3 as the necessary financial tools, education, and resources to support and empower. So, Carl, how do you feel about that? You know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I got I put a bright smile on my mouth. I was like, did you bring this article up here for me? Did you think read this to think about me? That's honestly, because, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I think when it comes to just even this this article in unicorn dow and what their mission is and what they're trying to do it, it it really does you know put a smile on my face because you know it's very important in the lgbt community that we're actually being exposed to ways to educate and like grow ourselves because there's so much stuff that goes on in the community like sometimes that just makes it really really hard to even think of the next day sometimes and you know having opportunities like this to not just form a community but also you know, preach a uh, a certain kind of like way of like basically like this is can you can earn income by being part of in, uh, being community and being in community is something that the queer community has always had to learn. So seeing this right here and seeing this already being footprinted in the metaverse, uh, it definitely makes me smile. I was also reading the article and it was talking about how um, uh, right here it says other members include digital artist Mike Beeple Winkleman. Don't we know people? We know people. We met people. 
low key, like just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. We met people just a little bit. We were, Nicole and I were at VCon and we ran into him outside um, First Avenue, which you want to explain to the people what First Avenue is just in case they don't know. Oh, First Avenue is the first um, concert hall that Prince performed at uh, when he released, well, before he released Purple Rain. But it was like one of the main stages that he would go to in Minneapolis. Yes, yes, yes. And then also we have some A-listers in here mentioning um, Gary Vaynerchuk, one of his, his NFT project, V Friends, which I like to rep behind me if I can like, actually move right. And I'll have all his V Friends stuff back there. You know, we love, you know, I love Gary. Like, I'm a Gary V. Uh, fanboy, I guess, say the least. Uh, but then World of Women, which is another popular one I'm very familiar with, and Moonbirds. Um, and Moon, which Moon Pay is another um, on ramp. And that's when we'll start to get to the nitty gritty of crypto but, crypto. but we're really just wanting to kind of talk and highlight on the culture of it today. Moving on to our next article. And thank you for that, Nicole, today, by the way. I, I really enjoyed you bringing that article up here. Thank you. All right. So the next article that we have for you guys today, oops, wrong tab, is all right. I know what we're about to talk about, and we're about to have some fun talking about this one. We are about to talk about Chat GPT. And if you haven't heard about it, take out your phones, take as many notes as you can. This audio will be recorded. Honestly, we might do a live test. I'm feeling that good. You know, I really like ChatGPT. I'm super excited to get into this article. Uh, <laughs> all right. Why, why everyone's obsessed with ChatGPT, a mind-blowing AI chatbot. This artificial intelligence bot can answer questions and write essays and program computers, but careful on how much you trust it. And that is the truth. You have to. Be careful on how much is trusted, but we're going to get into why and the hows and everything like that. Let's go into like the first couple readings of this, um, just so people can have a good idea with it. I will read a little bit with the chat GPT, and then I'm not going to lie, I might just get super excited and just hop over to it, get a couple of um, responses. Honestly, if you guys want to, if you guys want to start typing in the chat, like what some prompts you guys want to see, if it happens, we'll do those prompts for you guys live, and that's how we'll do today's demo. So I think that's a plan. That's a plan. But um, all right, let's get into it. Mm -hmm. There's a new AI bot in town, ChatGPT. And even if you're not into artificial intelligence, you'd better pay attention. The tool from a power player in artificial intelligence called OpenAI lets you type questions using natural language to which the chatbot gives conversational and somewhat styled answers. The bot remembers the thread of your dialogue using previous questions and answers to inform its next responses. Its answers are derived from huge volumes of information on the internet. It's a big deal. The tool seems pretty knowledgeable in areas where there's good training data for it to learn from. It's not, omni it's not omniscient or smart enough to replace all humans yet. Not to add it yet. Yet. But it can be creative, and its answers can sound downright authoritative. A few days after its launch, more than a million people were trying out ChatGPT. And I can't remember the exact stat of ChatGPT, um, but of, like, I can't remember the exact comparison, but the other, another comparison was like that like 7 million or not 7 million. I'm wrong. Like it took, it took almost three months or four months for um, Instagram to get 1 million users. But then for chat GBT, it, it took five days for it to get 1 million users. And just like to kind of stack that up into comparison, like that was pretty wild on wild to us. So what is it? What is chat GPT? ChatGPT is an AI chatbot system that OpenAI released in November to show off and test what a very large, powerful AI system can accomplish. You can ask it countless questions and often will get answers that's useful. For example, you can ask it an encyclopedia question like explaining Newton's law of motion. You can tell it, write me a poem. And when it does say, now make it more exciting, you ask to write a computer program that will show you all different ways you can arrange the letters of a word. So. That's a lot. That's a big thing. But there does come with a catch. It doesn't exactly know anything. And this is where I'm going to like kind of divert away from the article, but trying to explain this in like better words. Um, 
because the article can get intense. And like I said, I'll give you guys the information. But really, it's a predictive model, meaning that it just tries to guess what you're talking about. But it's trained on so much data of human language that it can get a really, really, really good close idea of it. And because it's being trained on the data up until 2021 and it's offline and you can't connect this to the internet, now it's think of it as if you were able to take all the inputs of those a million users have been giving it now. That's going to be new trained data that it gets, and it's only going to get better. And the more predictive it gets, the philosophy question that I would leave us with for right now for this article is um, just really when people think about uh, AI is taking over the world, just really mm. just pay attention to how we learn as humans and then how we're trying to train AI. And then consistently just ask yourself, how did you learn something? Were you predicting it? Was what information was being fed to you and how to get there? And it's big, it's big philosophy. I know it's deep, but um, Nicole, talk to me. I want I want to hear some of your use cases. I you mean because we know that you was on Chat GPT harder than your you go you found loving your own projects in different ways. So like talk to us about that. What did Chat GPT do for you? Well, first, first you have to convince me about it. Cause I was yeah. like, nah. Yeah, we not lying. <laughs> we not lying. We are not wrong on that. I caught this girl up. I was like, yo, I sent you a link. Check it out. Learn it. Use it. That's your best friend. She was like, oh, okay. Like, I think a day later, I'm neck deep into the tool. Caught her. Have you used this tool yet? No, I haven't. I've been busy. Da, 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 da. I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> Still learn it, use it, best friend. You need to learn. I'm not playing around. This week, this week, chop, chop. And I was very much like that. And then the next day I called her and I was just like, look, I know you stress with life, but I promise you, I would never interrupt your life to show you a tool that could potentially de-stress your life. (laughs) (laughs) And And then I finally used it. And then what happened? What could tell? Let's tell us. Tell us what your experiences was. It's like it was like an instant connection, like it's right? like love at first sight. And you never would have thought that you like get that feeling with technology, but it's like one of the things I like to say is like it's because it could. You are able to. It's able to remember your. It's because it's able. Not only is it able to remember your prompts, but from how. I think we connect can connect on this on how our brains can work sometimes. It's like we have so much flying thoughts scattered all over the place. Sometimes we just need linear thought, something that remembers exactly what we're talking about. So even then when we type our response and go back and look at what we said, it's like, okay, I understand why you gave me this response. How about let me tweak it just a little bit like this? And then it works. And it, mm-hmm. it can be beautiful. So we do have one chat GPT request. So let me go ahead and try to provide that to us now. Um, so we can go ahead and get to our next article. Um, not open C. Um, I would have went to it enough times. I would have get there. All right, let's open this up right now. Uh, try. I'm going ahead and log again. Give us one second. <sighs> I'm so excited. You know, this is my favorite app. Yeah. Probably use it way too much. Have a new robot best friend over here. Well, really not new. Can't really be a new robot best friend because I've never had a robot best friend. Probably it's like my first. Maybe it's more like my first robot best friend. Hey, there you go. Now let me personalize it and name it something. And now now we have Jarvis. <laughs> well, actually on my phone, I labeled the bookmark as Jarvis. So, hey. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and take the. Wait, we can show comments up here. That's crazy. Hey, Rodney Lewis, can you ask it to create me a portfolio? I use a template or a pitch deck with graphs and details about the problem pro, uh, about the problem and solution. Let's see if I can copy your text over here. I might have to. Uh, okay, we're just going to type raw type it. But yes, we can go ahead and do that. So I'll pull the screen up for you guys. Um. And then 
Let me get to it. There we go. All right, let's have some fun. All right, can you ask it to create me a portfolio? I use a template or a pitch deck with graphs. So the thing about ChatGPT is always you have to be prompt specific. So for this, I would alter it around to say something like, um, um, design a portfolio, portfolio for a pitch deck, pitch deck, give examples of graphs and include details e d e t a and include details actually i'm gonna go full screen on this so you guys can see the whole thing i think that's important and we're going to take your post down because i want everyone to see this prompt area all right design a portfolio for a pitch deck give examples of graphs and include details about the problem and solution all right, so we're gonna go ahead and press enter and see what she does. All right, sure, here's an example of a portfolio design for a pitch deck that includes grass, problem solution, title slide, title, XYZ portfolio, subtitle, problem solution, slide, and it goes for it. It's giving you the problem, the solution, giving you the example, giving you some example data, a bar graph, and it'll tell you the exact bar graph you can show. I will go ahead and also tell you guys other programs that uses OpenAI's data or I'm sorry, API to go ahead and create the image in slides for you. I would check out tome.com, T-O-M-E. I'm pretty sure it's .com. Don't quote me. If not, just really go to Google and type tome and search OpenAI, and I'm pretty sure it will pop up. But it spit it out the entire project, and it even comes with a cute little tab over here on the side called Design Portfolio Pitch Deck. Now, the next response up here we have is... Allison Mosley, it's able to learn your personality and adapt to your way of thinking. So I'm going to, for funsies, because of this post right here, I'm going to say, turn this into a script. Um, turn this into a script pit, uh, script scenario. As uh, that script scenario of an independent film, independent film. Um, post it on YouTube. And it will actually do it. Here's a script scenario for an independent film that could be posted on YouTube. Optimizing the supply chain, act one. Scene one, we open a shot of a bustling warehouse with workers rushing around and packages being loaded onto trucks. The camera pans to a group of managers huddled around the computer looking stressed. We seem to, we see the main character, Emily, a young supply chain specialist sitting at her desk, scrolling through data on her computer. She looks determined. Scene three, Emily, we get the point, is definitely going for it. And it seems like it's really having fun. And that's the creative side of it. Like you, it remembers and is it's literally baffling sometimes and, and what it does. And you're able to tweak it and add other elements. Um, I would do one more tweak to this. Just to like kind of show, um, I would say retell the store or retell the scene um, with Scooby Doo. Oh, we love referencing Scooby Doo. Um, retell the scene with Scooby Doo as the supply chain um, management person, and it went for it. Here's a retelling of the scene with Scooby-Doo as a supply chain. We open the shot of a bustling warehouse with workers rushing around and packages being loaded onto trucks. The camera pans to a group of managers huddled around a computer looking stressed. We see Scooby-Doo dressed in a suit and tie, sitting at his desk surrounded by piles of paperwork. He looks determined as he scrolls through the data on his computer. Scooby is called into a meeting with his CEO of the company where he is told about the challenges they are facing with the supply chain and the need to reduce costs. Scooby nods, taking notes. Scooby meets with his team. Scooby presents to the recommendation. Scooby, it really is working his job. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. You got to work hard for these Scooby stacks. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're on to the rough, like, last 13 minutes of our um, talk. So I want to make sure we have time for um, a couple more conversations I wanted us to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and bring us back up, take the screen down.
Um, let's bring us back up here uh, at the stream. Nicole, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was hilarious. Like, Chat GPT really can uh, make it a mind of its own. It's 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 really it's really interesting. Like, and I like to like twist it like that because like on one hand it can do very much business stuff, but like I'm not gonna lie, we have ADHD brain, so sometimes we just be doing stuff for you know the funsies of it all to see if it actually can do it, and that's what I end up doing 90% of the time, anyways. And that's just my creative brain just just is going and going and going. Um, but um. All right, let's pull up our next article. Um, and I think I think that's gonna be you. I think you're up next. And um, which one of the ones did you want to do next, Nicole? Um, the boy meets girl. All right, let's pull that one up. I think, yep, here we go. So right. in this article. In this article, it's talking about um, Boy Meets Girl at House of Blueberry brings athleisure to the metaverse. So what they did is they created like four pieces of uh, athlete. You can find it in the Roblox. Um, and you can buy the different um, articles of clothing for your avatar. So this is an example of like how fashion can be uh, used in, in the metaverse as well. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I'm just looking through this um, fashion. So what, did you, what do you think? I'm just looking at this fashion, looking, reading through this real quick. I think it's, I think it's pretty fascinating. I always think metaverse fashion is pretty, I always, I'm not going to lie, and I'm just, raw pain here every time i think about fashion in the metaverse i just think of ready player one and i don't know if you've seen that movie or heard of it have you seen it i've heard of it okay so i always think about ready player one and it's like in a virtual it's like in a virtual world and they oh but it's also like in, it's a so it's real world it's based out of columbus shout out ohio i guess um but um um but even with that being said, um, it's based in Columbus, Ohio, and they have the VR sets. But when you put the VR sets, you go into the metaverse essentially. With it's the it's not depicted as a metaverse; it's depicted as a virtual reality world. But honestly, to have what that um, happens, it, you know, you do need you'll need the blockchain to have the interoperability. But I always think about the different outfits and different characters they had, and you could always own different novelty items like. One of the characters owned the DeLorean from um, um, Back to the Future. And I was just like, you know, don't let me have this one day because it's just be too real. It's just be too real. Like, I like because I'm a fanboy <laughs> over it, but like also try not to like get sucked into it at the same time. But um, yeah, I, I personally think this is um, fashionable and fleek, as they might say. I. I really one of the things like you see in other fashion industries as well is um, how they like they're starting to like really get into it. like Gucci has definitely been getting into the metaverse, um, and you see um, brands like Prada getting into the metaverse and they're really just going for it and embracing it. And one thing I think is hard to talk about is sometimes is um, is the fact of who has like the control to, or the funds to be able to just go for it and do it but honestly i say you know really just start talking about it because there's a lot of creative artists out there and they have a lot of designs and i think just being able to like create your own custom mm -hmm. wear in the metaverse is like people we already know this world of creating like this hoodie or the pants like we already buy it now it's like and if that's a skill that people can kind of buy into and take in charge of um commercially and income wise i don't see mm -hmm. an issue why not so I, I like this. I yeah. like this stuff. Yeah, and it's a vertical clothing to date. Say that again. 20 million units. They've been sold 20 million overall. They've, the brand has sold 20 million units of virtual clothing. You know, oh, wait, does this say entrepreneur and independent creator of Second Life? You know, I okay. 
I, I see what's going on now because even the creator of Second Life, and I used to work on the Second Life program when I worked at um, um a research institute. Um, they had a um, they had um as work on like using Second Life for healthcare virtual um meetings to see if that's something that a platform that can use, and it was just like creating a private Minecraft server almost. So it definitely worked out, and it was really cool like to see like how even back then that was like probably like probably like twenty sixteen. 2017-ish area, um, and they were, even healthcare was investigating platforms like self, uh, Second Life to figure out if we could be in the metaverse someday. And look at us now, almost there. That's crazy. So so um, I want to move into our next article because we're coming down on our last five minutes. I don't want to, I want to make sure that we give you guys back your time. Um, you know, sometimes looking at the screen to put it up can be difficult because I keep looking at the camera. And not the actual article, but I can see the article through the thing, so it just works out for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Chrome tab. Um, we talked. To, okay, yeah. All right, I'm gonna leave this. This is one thing I wanted to talk about to kind of counter. Yeah, this is good. This would be the last thing we kind of mentioned. I wanted to talk about this scam, and it goes without saying. It's scam. I saw Instagram post when I when I found this, heard out about this right here. It was uh, I said um, they started saying in the comments, um, "Can we say money laundering?" Um, the title says Donald Trump announces ninety nine dollar digital trading card NFTs, um, which I find interesting, seeing that roughly around the same time, the FEC made that approval. I don't know. I'm not a big, I don't know anything. I'm not a, I'm, I don't know anything, but that just felt a little suspicious. Um, and then it looks like, it just looks weird, but we're going to dive into it. Um, the addition of 45,000 NFTs features the former president in various fantasy costumes and poses. It would be minted on Polygon. Uh, cool. Let me get the mouse cursor back over here. All right, here we go. Former President Donald Trump released a collection of 45,000 fantasy non-fungible tokens. He announced on Thursday via Truth Social, the social media site that found it, that he founded last year. According to the collect collection's website, the Trump digital trading cards features images of the president and the style similar to collectible baseball cards. The tokens minted on the Polygon cost $99 and can be purchased with either ETH or, or, or fiat currency. At the end of the checkout process, customers are prompted to choose how many Trump trading cards they want to purchase. The pop-up promotes a guaranteed ticket to a gala dinner with Trump for purchasing 45 NFTs at once. As seen in the screenshot below, this would cost a customer $4,455. Wow. I even know about that. You have to buy $45 for once and then get 45 sweepstake entries guaranteed dinner with trump wow this is a scam <laughs> <laughs> right the the reason i brought this up and and i know it's so like i know some of us probably think like don't talk about things and don't bring him up and there's no reason to like bring it up but the, it, it's 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 worth bringing up because it's like there's bad actors in this space and there's always been bad actors in this space there's so much bad um media that crypto has gotten in the past couple of months um from ftx and all sorts of other um situations um even with even with billionaires ending um ending up um unfortunately dead because of it and and that's an article um that was that was information I found out by this weekend. My mom had more information on crypto than me. Um, and I didn't even know about that one. So, you know, but there's bad actors in this space. And this is an obvious bad actor. But the point is, you know, you really need to be careful on where you're navigating and how you're navigating, what projects you're going to find, what projects you're supporting, what projects you're going to be, you know, behind and, and everything like that. I'd say let's scroll down and see what these bad boys look like, what you know, I really hope they splurge in the art for these. Can we? Uh, I think it's it's trying to just show it through. Yeah, it's just trying to show it on Twitter. Give me 
Let's see if I can pull it up on Twitter real quick. I'm just going to show you guys real quick what Twitter is talking about on these NFTs. Not now. All right. So we got, okay, it looks like they have um, an airman version of Trump, cowboy version of Trump, uh, astronaut Trump, and football Trump, and I'm sure several others. But, uh, yeah, just just don't. Guys, just be very cautiously anxious on where you're looking and where you're going. Brought them up to make sure that we also understand, like, the government also has allowed us to be able to use NFTs in our fashion, but still do best practices in the transparency of what you're doing always, because that's the only way really with crypto and Web3 for you to be as successful as possible is just let people know, give the trust, show the people that you have the support mm-hmm. in your system to really get it done. Um, I'm pretty sure we have one last article, um, and that's yours, Nicole, and I'm going to pull it up. And then uh, I want to end this off with um, just some updates, anything that um, I want to put in here and let you guys know. So find your article. Is it the... I just want to comment on your article with Donald Trump. Oh, go ahead. Like... Like, why? <laughs> why would he? Well, it's Donald Trump, so. There's no reason of why. There's obviously that. I think, I mean, honestly, if you're, if you're ever, you know, my hypothesis, my hypothesis, obviously, scam. But, you know, I think this is his, what he's seeing as a life rap. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't even his idea. Like, I'm pretty sure his, like, people around him came to him and was like, Trump NFT cards, get your name, and I think they and I think that was the extent of the conversation. That's what I. <laughs> if you ask me, that's what I think. I think he said yay, and they went with it and just did it. I don't think he had any part of it other than making the video and standing there to look cute. Um, I can't right. find your other exactly. Okay, the, I think your your other article is the block swanky crypto, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go ahead and get to this. Not now, Ad. Let's go to the top. All right. All right. Talk to us, Nicole. Wait a second. I can't hear you. Hey, Nicole, I don't think we can hear you. All right. Um, just give it a second. Yeah. All right. We can't hear you. All right. So I'm going to try to update this. I know she's talking. I see her. All right, I'm trying to wait to see if she stops talking, but I don't think. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, Nicole, can you hear me? Nicole, can you hear me? I I think your mic is muted, or I can't hear you at all. All right. As she like leaves and come back, I'm gonna kind of start reading into this. I think it she might it might be able to work when she comes back. 
But uh, swanky crypto meetup seen unlikely to control down much despite downturn. The crypto conferences seen plans for 2023 remain surprisingly robust in the face of market turmoil. Organizers have been at pains to stand out and made a calendar. Um, I think she's back. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. We didn't hear you. Go. And I'm. This is not my article. So go for it. Start over, please. <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, it's it's basically saying that 322, there were a lot of like um, Web3 events going on, going on throughout the year, despite the bear market that was going on. So I wanted to know what was your thoughts about that? Um, well, we know that we went to V Friends, and then I know some of us has been in Miami, not myself. Um, but some of us people in our circle have been to Miami where they were having um, several networking events um, for crypto. You know, our goal is to build up that scene in Milwaukee as Crafty Future. So I definitely can relate to that. And it is a currently a winter season right now. It's cold. It's so cold right now. Not just in Wisconsin, not just metaphysically, physically, but like, no, it's it's so cold in the crypto market right now. But no, I think really Web3 people are keeping their heads up. I just know that it's build season. It's build season. And I know what build season is. Like robotics, I did robotics every time around. It come around, build season. And that was the mindset. So um, I'm not afraid of this. And I and I definitely understand um, why people would be concerned. But at the same time, this is a great time to be um, going and traveling, going to these networking events. Because you never know who you're going to meet. Try to meet people from all types of ends of the globe and just be there and show up. So, all right. Um... I think this is this is our last article. Um, I really just want to take a moment to thank everyone for coming today. We really appreciate it. Um, we know we had some technical difficulties and some bumps in the road. And we appreciate you guys for working with us. Um, this is our first one. We plan to get better and better and stronger and stronger as we go and go. Um, but with that being said, I wanted to make sure, and I will, um, and for this, I will... Um, Make sure I take a note on who was here today, and I'll send you a personal LinkedIn invite to claim your, um, to really claim um, your, um, a claim a season pass from us. Um, we noticed that who, um, we just want to give you guys thanks for like showing up today, and we really, really appreciate appreciate you being here today, um, engaging with us in the chats and just everything like that. Um, if you guys ever want to like learn more about us, you can go to craftofuture.xyz. You can make sure to follow us on LinkedIn on our Craft of Future website or on our Craft of Future homepage. Um, you can also make sure to follow me on LinkedIn as well. Um, and you can follow Nicole as well. And if you really want to go on um, any other socials, we'll make sure to have that provided for you. But thank you guys for showing up today. Um, we plan, to, like I said, to continue these um, next week. We'll have more topics and headlines and updates to try to talk to you guys about and give more information to. But otherwise... You know, keep crafting, stay building, keep thinking, keep laughing, keep learning, you know, keep doing that grind. And we really love you guys for just, again, being here. Nicole, do you have any closing words that you like to add? Say, you know, thank you again for everybody, to everybody for showing up. And, you know, we can't, can't wait to give you guys more content. All right. Awesome sauce, everybody. I will see you all next week. Remember, um, we're going to try to make these every Friday at 2 p.m. If anything changes, we'll always update you guys on when it will be, um, if things get pushed back or anything. We just want to make sure that we communicate and tra be transparent as much as possible with our community and with you guys. All right. Thank you again. And all right. See you all.